The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? Scream Queens, the unofficial Scream Queens internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Sunday, October 25th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Scream Queens. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit Fox series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. So please allow me to welcome my fantastic co-host. First up, he's always up for a nice nap in a bathtub. It's Prince Rico Suave. What up, what up, what up? Woop woop. Just watch out for those uh, plastic bags. Nah, I don't bring bags in the bathtub. My hair get I could get my hair wet. Okay. <laughs> Next up, he's got a thing for banging older women on campus. It's Wilson Dot Hammond Jr. <laughs> what you know about What's that up, dean? everybody? Yeah, I like those older ladies. <laughs> we believe it. And she loves a sexy slumber party and a game of spin the bottle because it's waxy. It's Priscilla. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Damn, that Hopefully was a, the spin is good. Are you going to have to spin it again? Yes. Okay. Wax <laughs> is not a good taste. On that Black note. Black Girl liked it. <laughs> yes. On that note, let's jump into our recap of episode 106, which was titled Seven Minutes in Hell. And it aired on October 20th, 2015. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. After a tie in the presidential vote, Chanel opts to cede her presidency to Zayday in an attempt to survive the Red Devil's reign of terror. For her first act as new sorority president, Zayday decides to throw a Kappa slumber party in the house. However, the sisters soon discover that the house's doors and windows have all been locked from the outside. Fearing for her safe, sorry, fearing for her life, Chanel summons Chad and the rest of the Dickie Dollar Scholars to rescue her, only for Caulfield to be slaughtered with an axe by the Red Devil outside the house. The girls then play a game of truth or dare to try and determine who the killer is, which ends with Sam revealing that Chanel Number no. 3's father is Charles Manson. Angered but confused by her feelings for Sam, Chanel Number no. 3 orders her to take a nap in the bloody Kappa bathtub, where Sam is killed by the Red Devil. Soon after, Roger is also murdered, and Chad discovers a series of secret passageways underneath the house. Chanel and Zayday venture down and are confronted by the Red Devil, but narrowly escape. The next day, Wes tries to take Grace from away from the university, but she refuses, claiming that her sisters need her. Both distraught by the murders of their significant others, Chanel number no. three and Chanel number no. five decide to make a pact to outlive Chanel, whatever the cost. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to seven minutes in hell. We'll start off with uh, Wilson, since you love the blood. Yay, people got killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, this didn't 
this episode didn't do much in the way of explaining who might be the killer or clearing that up. It actually convoluted our little our little web, but I'm happy three people got knocked off, and that's what I was waiting on. So cool by me. It's 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 chugging along. It's it you know it has its ups and its downs, but this episode it, it definitely got the bloody part that I was looking for. So I give it an eight out of ten this week. Wow, nice, very nice, Mr. Prince. Hi, Prince. Um, I'd like to say it was funny. It's funny. I, you know how I me? Mean? I, I like for some reason I love the humor in this. So it's funnier. Um, I definitely. I'm intrigued to still figure out who it is because um, as the story continues, I'm just thrown left and right on who I think it is. My choices switch like every five minutes. So I love how they're keeping me like, you know, intrigued to kind of still figure out who the Red Devil is. I think but you're I was the Red Devil. On, I think I might be too. I ain't gonna lie. But I, I was a little pissed that they didn't have, you know, how are you going to let us know that Gigi is a part of this, and she wasn't in episode once. The I was like, I don't damn. Know. That bug, that like, you know what I mean? Like, the last episode, you, like, admit, you just, like, you have Gigi talking to the Red Devil, and in this episode, she wasn't in one, not one scene. I was like, really? Really? You did that? Uh, Priscilla, what were your thoughts? You know what? The one person that wasn't in this scene? Pete. And I'm so glad he wasn't. He, like, sucks all the fun out of shit. So I was so just like, So do you okay, like Grace when she's peatless? Yeah. When she's peatless, she's funnier. This, so this this episode was just way more funny, like in turn. Although I will say, unlike all the other episodes that we've seen, it started off slower, like more serious. Whereas every other one kind of has like a pop theme at the very beginning that's like funny as hell. It It took longer to get to that point. But like Wilson said, like it's bloodier and... It was just more, it, was, it had more to look at. It was more interesting. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a fun episode. It's um, technically considered a bottle episode, which means um, that the series sort of takes place in one setting for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. This one setting was the Kappa Kappa house. So uh, it, w- it was neat how they uh, confined all of the main characters in the house and then started picking them off one by one, as our good mm-hmm. friend Candle Girl would say. So I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. It uh, definitely allowed us to get rid of some of the lesser characters so that the deaths can uh, start actually feeling uh, a bit stronger now since uh, soon some of our favorites are going to get picked off. Hmm. So with that, let's get into the episode. And uh, we started off the episode with the vote. And everyone was voting on who the president would be, you know, the the white marbles and the black marbles and poor candle girl. Which one's who's which who's who? <laughs> um duh, Chanel is white and Zayday's the black marbles. Oh my god, candle girl, are you stupid? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, she ends up having this really nice sort of exposition a bit on like autism and whatnot which was kind of neat how they threw that in mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, we see the votes and uh, for the first time ever in the history of uh, the sorority there's a tie so we see chanel she ends up having a fit and all this kind of th- stuff and she ends up i love when she insults chanel number three because it just comes out of like left field and, and it's you, so funny. Fuck you. What? Why? Exactly. And your pussy stinks. Yes. And everybody knows it. And she's like, "What?" You know, I love her reactions. Abigail Breslin is like bringing it with her reaction shots. Mm-hmm. And so then she leaves, and we have the Chanel's go up and come for her. And then we find out that this is really just an elaborate scheme that uh, she's been watching all these, you know, mafia films and documentaries, and she basically makes note that, you know, the person that's in power is the one that everyone wants to whack. So she doesn't want to be the next one killed. So that's why she herself voted for Zayday. Plot twist. Exactly. So uh, she comes down and basically makes peace with Zayday. And uh, let's pause right here. 
What did we think of the election? Were you surprised that it was going to be a tie? Were you surprised that they were going to be co-presidents? And do you think that Chanel's scheme to stay alive will work? I think so, too. I, I think she will, because, like, I don't know if, I, if we should discuss it now or later, but uh, I guess now, that um, Chanel did have a run-in with the Red Devil, and she got helped by Zayde, and Zayde in turn helped her, so they, they, they work well as a team. You only, she only kind of wishes that, damn it, maybe if Zayde had won, like, it just would have been targeted on her, and she would have survived. Her plan is really awe-inspiring. Good on her. <laughs> it's a good idea. Like it, it could possibly, like it's, you could see where it might work. But uh, I think it did kind of backfire when there was the tie. I didn't t- entirely take her out of the picture. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting how the, it ended up being a tie. I thought, I honestly thought Zayde was just going to walk away with it for some reason. But um, of course, we know. We couldn't let have Chanel not have any power at all. So I, I think it's an interesting twist. Like you said, they do work really well together. So that's also kind of interesting because we don't need, we still, like I said, our, our whole Red Devil mad, uh, web is getting more twisted. So if they're working together now and we know Chanel 3 and 5 are working together now, it just kind of kind of adds to that whole like who could actually be working together but not actually in the suit thing, but it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, I definitely did too. I, I did see the tie coming. I just didn't know the tie was going to end with them both being in charge. I thought it was going to be a tie, but then Chanel gets to keep the title type thing. Didn't they say that? Like in the last episode? That's why I thought tie? they said the last time if it was a tie, that the reigning person keeps the title. So I just assumed it was going to be a tie and Chanel was going to keep it. Like a tie, they'd be like, "Oh, Zayde, you were this close, but you know Chanel keeping power because come on, Chanel was not ever gonna lose the Kappa power. When you think of the Kappas, you think of the Chanels, not Zayde, the new black, the yeah, like the Zaydays and Grace is like no, you think of the Chanels. So there has Maybe to be a reason. Candle Girl will be Zayde number two. <laughs> oh, well, no, that yeah, would technically she, be Grace. No, that would be yeah. Grace. Candle Girl would be like Zayday number eight. Yeah. Because Zayday number three, you know, would be crazy ass Leah Michelle's character. Right. Hester. Yes. Crazy ass Hester. She started bleaching her skin and shit. <laughs> Tanning, I meant. So she could just be like Zayday. Look, Zayday, I tan. I want to be as dark <laughs> as you. Oh my God. Kiss ass entirely. She totally would do that. Eight. Too fucking much. Good yes. grief. Poor Hester. Okay. So. Anyway, she tries to be like. Yeah. So, as uh, her first duty as president, uh, while talking with Grace, Zayde decides to throw a slumber party. Because at slumber parties, two things are guaranteed to happen. What are they, Priscilla? Uh, someone's gonna go lesbian and secrets come out? Like, truth exactly. or Exactly, yes. It's lesbianism. Yes, experimentation <laughs> with lesbianism. And secrets are revealed, obviously. And so, Zede wants the secret of the Red Devil's identity exposed. So she goes down and basically announces it to the girls. Some of, the, some of them are against it. You know, what are we, 10? And some of them are for it. In particular, Chanel uh, number three. Or wait, mm-hmm. who, I always get confused. Number is Chanel three. number three? Number it's three. Chanel number three, yeah. Chanel yeah. number five is Abigail Breslin. It's yes. earmuffs because it's her face and two earmuffs. Three. Chanel number three. There you go. And she's also Carrie Fisher's daughter. Which oh. might be an homage to that before. But I think they mentioned in, like, an interview that, like, they just tried the earmuffs on on her, and they liked it so much, they made it, like, a statement, and later they gave, like, some sort of weird backstory, which we got this episode, so yay, a reason why she wears those earmuffs. Exactly, which we'll talk about in a moment. But, uh, yeah, so uh, they put it down to a vote, and and, uh, the slumber party wins. But uh, Chanel number three is adamant that they need to start the festivities with Spin the Bottle. Because, of course, she wants to explore her feelings with Sam, a.k.a. Predatory Les. So, across... 
Well, before we get to that, um, we do get a, a scene between Chanel Number 3 and Predatory Les where she finally reveals the story behind her earmuffs. Basically, you know, uh, every, anyone who ever falls in love with her eventually goes mad and her last boyfriend threatened to cut her ears off if he ever saw them again. So that's why she has to wear the earmuffs all the time. Across campus, the Dickie Dollar Scholars, they are uh, having an intervention with Chad Radwell, basically saying that he needs to stop banging old ladies, uh, that uh, aka older women, and he needs to focus on the young girls around campus. And this is where Chad Radwell finally decides that he needs to focus solely on Chanel, because she's gullible and she's her father's rich. Very, very, very rich. Even though Denise Hemphill is pretty awesome in the sack, if you know what I mean. And so is apparently the Dean, but the Dean is was not having it with him as what well, as we've seen like the first yes, two but times. The, the Dean was okay. Denise Hemphill though is the best. Yeah. <laughs> we know it. Yeah, she did some things. Yo. She just did some things. Exactly. She knew she, she knew what she was doing. Yes. And so our good friend, uh, who's not suspicious at all, Earl Grey, knows that the Kappa Kappa Tau girls are having a slumber party. And so he's like that they should crash it and have a panty raid. Uh, so everyone says yes. And even uh, Caldwell uh, raises his shoulder in, in uh, approval. And, uh, or, no, it's not Caldwell, it's Caulfield, it's Caulfield. right? Caulfield, Caulfield, yeah. yes. He raises his shoulder in approval, and they all decide to head over to Kappa Kappa Tau for the panty raid. But uh, before that can happen, the girls over at Kappa Kappa Tau realize that they have been locked in the house. Apparently, Chanel converted the 15,000 square foot home into a panic room after seeing the movie Panic Room, but not wanting a little <laughs> shithole like uh, Jodie Foster was in. She wanted space, even though Chanel uh, number five was complaining about uh, being in small spaces. <laughs> and so she calls uh, Chad because she has a satellite phone given to her from Elon Musk and uh, the guys head over there. There was a nice little scene in the background. Yeah, the background gag. I was like, did yes. anybody see that? Because holy I crap. focused on it. To have Brother Caulfield like jump up and down, trying to like jump off the sign and then fall and kind of wiggle around like a hot dog on the floor that you dropped. Yes. Like, oh my god, that was amazing job. This this episode was like full of like little background gags. Yeah, it really was. It was fantastic, and so. Um, you know, everything is locked, so they're wondering how they can get in, they bring a ladder, and, you know, uh, we have uh, Chad climb all the way up to the top, you know, Chanel's all excited, and, you know, she's like, oh, I will love you forever, and then he's like, hold up, can you take that back before I, I save you? And then she's like, I will, I will love you for an appropriate amount of time that you deem whatever. <laughs> and there was another background gag during this moment. Uh, if you look in the back, uh, candle vlogger is chewing on like the giant, like long stemmed candle, like it's an ice cream cone or something. And Hester's just peering from outside, from like be behind one of the things, like really menacingly. So I was like, you, this, these background gags are amazing. This episode, yeah. they did a That's good job. Too funny. And uh, so it, what was funny about this is that he barely touched the window and it like shattered into like a billion pieces. Frap boy power. Exactly. One thing that uh, that we failed to discuss, and I'll mention it really quickly, before the guys show up and before the lights went out and all that kind of thing, they start playing Spin the Bottle. And uh, that's where we have Hester kiss uh, Candle Vlogger and, you know, Waxy and that kind of thing. And then finally we have, uh, we have um, Chanel number three and uh, Predatory Les go full on make out in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now that the window's broken and we've caught up, you know, we see the Red Devil. Oh, no. And everyone starts climbing up. Everyone's able to climb except for... Oh, Brother Caulfield. How the Caulfield. hell did they expect him to go up anyway? Like, shit. He was hopping up. He was halfway <laughs> up. He was hopping up. Yeah, it was it was working, but and he was very brave. But all of a sudden, the Red Devil got him, knocked down the... Uh, the ladder, and one hack, two hack to the stomach, and then bam, off with his head. 
I seriously think that that Red Devil is Boone because he used the axe kind of like a slicer in golf, just we like rammed him like that. So I was like, that's that's interesting. Mm. I, I've seen that before. Interesting. That's a good point. Very Wait, remember, good theory. Oh, oh, maybe. That works. Never mind. <laughs> I'll save my minions for later. So let's pause here for a second and just talk about everything that's happened so far. The spin the bottle scene, like, I'm like, you knew it was going to happen. I, but I totally agreed yeah. with, like, Chanel. Like, I, I don't understand why we're playing spin the bottle. There are zero wingers. Like, there's no guys. <laughs> well, what it's because play? Chanel number three wanted to play. Reroll. But you knew exactly why. Yeah. Re- respin. We get respin. Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those two kisses were, like, apropos then for that, for, for that moment. And she finally found out what she felt for Sam. If she could feel. But, she yeah. Which she can't. She learned that as a child, growing up, with rich parents. But that's why she likes Sam. Because Sam couldn't feel either. Oh, Sam pretends or, not to feel. Well, so that... She was practicing in the mirror, like, how to look disinterested. Chanel number three didn't get that. <laughs> you know people actually do that? Like, I was like, what um, the fuck? Really? Absolutely. How you think I mastered my mean mug? <laughs> I just mean on purpose? Dude, it either comes naturally or not at all. That's how I have one. Shout out to mind. the mean mug. My <laughs> Best me mug in the world, and I've mastered it. And it only took a mirror and some time. <laughs> People practicing their facial expressions. Aw, I miss Caulfield. Like, you got to, like, wave around, like, his little, like, chicken wings left of his arms today. <laughs> only to say goodbye. I still can't believe how that healed so fast. The power yeah. of money. Yes. Of good money. Indeed. <laughs> Did uh, Earl Grey knowing about the slumber party, was that at all suspicious to people? Absolutely. Yeah. And everything the fact that every time something popped up, after, after everything happened inside the house, he was never around. Yes, he was. He was always with the not group. A, not all the time. I think he was. I think they made a point of showing everyone together, right? Yeah, yeah they Thank made you. a point of showing everyone together and he was dancing with Zayde. Yeah, he oh, was right. all cuddled up with Zayde at one point, too. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that he led the brothers there makes me think that he is one of the red devils and they didn't really like assure whether or not there's two red devils this episode or one because first they said maybe there's two and one was outside and one was inside but then they realized that there's a passageway so Mm. it might have always been one red devil and the other one is playing the game yeah it was with the group that's what i think i think it was only one red devil i thought I thought Earl was the red devil that liked Zayday, and that's why he couldn't do the today that mission this time, and that's why Zayday almost got killed. Yep, that's what I think too. But that would be the other one, Pete, who originally had a red devil costume anyways, and say so he was the mascot. But Zayday or Grace sprayed the mascot, so hmm. damn. Just I hope he's not a red devil because that, that remember, means Pete's on for more episodes. We just said from the beginning. That we saw Dean Munch meet up, possibly meet with three Red Devils. Yeah. It is suspicious that Pete supposedly was the mascot, but yet he wasn't Coney. Exactly. So that means Coney was the dude that was in the... um, The random Jewish dude that was inside... That that was inside... uh, No way! I sprayed when he was wearing the first Red Devil outfit. Remember, that's why they had to change the mascot. No, 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 no. You're getting it that's wrong. Because not... Dean Munch just picked some random skinny kid because he's because he's the only oh, one he that could fit the costume. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. But that fat kid was in the original mascot. Why did Pete have the mascot costume in his closet if he wasn't the mascot? Exactly, because uh, yeah. there wouldn't be two mascots. Exactly. Why would you hire two mascots for one school event? Like, that makes no sense. Apparently, apparently Pete was the mascot, though. This other guy just had a Red Devil costume, and we know you can make them. They're pretty easy to make. See, but then why would you change the mascot if the guy just had a random devil outfit? Yeah, that's true. You don't change the mascot unless the mascot got sprayed for being in the mascot outfit. 
Ooh, Siri. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just fuck your minds. I mean, we could have already solved who's the red devil as many times as this fool has been knocked unconscious. <laughs> I have no idea. Jesus, pull the, stop and pull the mask off. Exactly. Oh, it's very yeah. true. But they never do that in horror movies. So. We can talk about Sam, yeah. though. Sam died knowing. She knew from the beginning. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So let's continue on with uh, the recap. And uh, now it's time for a deadly game of truth or dare. So remember the rules. If you pick truth, you got to tell the truth. If you pick dare... Most likely, it means that you've got something to hide. So, and you're going to look shady as hell. You can't so, lie. That's the whole point of but, Truth or Dare. You can't but, lie. But, um, but Candle Girl was lie. like, well, you could lie, but pretend it's the truth. But then Chad was like, no, you can't lie because that's one of the rules. Not called then truth Candle again. Girl was trying to like argue with him until Chad set her straight. <laughs> it's not truth, dare, or lie. Exactly. And so, first off, was we had to find out... Was this before after the lights went out? Pardon? Was, after, was this before after, after the lights went out? After. After. Uh, they had a shout-out to another, like, um, scary movie, which I was like, ah, yay. What was it called? It's, like, 1997's, like, there's a stranger in the house, and some someone calls, like, once the lights are shut off, and it's like, are, are the children safe? And that's the first thing Candle Vlogger said, like, when the lights went off, and they came, like... Oh. Back on. Uh, Are yeah. the children safe? Yeah, she did ask that. Yeah. Horror, horror movie shout out. Like, whenever I see them, I'm just like, yes. All right. Well, we also had another horror movie shout out with this when uh, Chanel uh, questioned whether Chanel number five had teeth in her vagina or still had teeth in her vagina. <laughs> There's a movie out there called Teeth. teeth. So yeah. Watch it Super if you want to be forever traumatized. Is it true that you have teeth in your vagina? Yeah, no, uh, no, no. Is it true that you had had teeth? No, so you had teeth in your vagina, and you just don't have them there anymore. Yo, she was a fucking con artist for that. I was like, you little bitch. It was fantastic. And one thing we didn't mention is that uh, Chad confessed all his sexual escapades to Chanel with the dean and uh, Denise Hemphill. What was it like? Yeah. That is not a rampant lie. That is a rampant truth, or some shit like that. And I was just kind of <laughs> like, Chad has no shame in his game. Like he just. Straight out, agreed. I like it. More, any episode with more Chad is like plus pluses, like on the grade. Yeah, it was so. fantastic. And so next up, we had Sam. She uh, selected uh, Truth, and basically she's asked to reveal Chanel Number Three's biggest, deepest, darkest secret and so worried that her feelings for sam would be spilled chanel three blurts them out just as sam reveals that number three is charles manson's daughter two truths for the price of one apparently and so number three is furious adds to sam for the betrayal chad says uh so you got to be the killer if not you consider it because you'd probably be good at it and uh so chanel number three Asked truth or dare to Sam. Sam is like, I already went. Chanel number three is like, I don't care. And so Sam picks dare. And uh, she is dared to go take a nap in uh, the bathtub in the Kappa Kappa Tau secret room where all of uh, the secrets are stored. Yes. And that's when Chanel number three tells her that the only feelings that she has for Sam now are rage and pissed offedness. And at that point, I'm just kind of like, hear those bells? That marks your funeral. Like, y you have no more connection to any of, like, the characters that are important. And they're, like, dooming you to be, like, by yourself. They're splitting you up. So, you're dead. Bye. And sure enough, that, that bathtub got, like, refilled with dead person. Exactly. Before that happened, uh, in an interesting twist, everyone decided to take a break from the game, and uh, we had Chad plug in his iPhone and play the douche playlist, <laughs> and the first song that came up was Tub Thumping. Oh, Ooh. shit! You're right! Holy crap, I didn't get that. That was awesome. Oh. <laughs> yes, so, Chine so sorry, Sam goes downstairs 
for, and she's there for a couple minutes, you know, she's like, if anybody's there, don't jump out at me, because that creeps me out, and she gets into, no, she's about to get into the tub, she's looking down, she's like, is that blood, and she gets hit on the head, uh, sort of somewhat knocked out-ish by the Red Devil, the Red Devil places her in the bathtub, and she's like, no, you know, before you kill me, you know, I need to see who you are, and so the Red Devil takes off the mask, and she's like, I knew it was you, I knew it was you all along, and then all of a sudden she gets a plastic bag over her head and suffocates. Now here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Were her arms tied? Because why couldn't she just poke a hole? I think she might have had a concussion. So and you can't like move your got... arms if well, you have no, a concussion? No, like, you feel super heavy. Like, you can't get up. Okay. And, well, and they then... tell you not to. So. Well, if you're I fighting no for idea. your life, wouldn't you just poke a hole? No. Or maybe. bite or bite the... Bite? The, yeah, to, to get some place in it i don't know maybe like he was they pushed it like super on their head i am not a killer i have no idea so i'm just like me neither i'm just spitballing here yes but let's just say rest in peace predatory les so let's pause right here and let's discuss everything that's happened and of course the death of predatory les (laughs) he's got a playlist called douche oh my god Hmm. does that maybe mean that he knows something about it because that 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 song was very 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 apropos. If it really if it is called tub thumping, yeah, it is. It's it's um um chumbawamba tub thumping. I get knocked down and I get up again. So, but I I remember talking about this to somebody else and they were just kind of like Chad is l- unable to not say any like to not have his mouth open and like spill anything and he's not able to be like to not tell the truth like. He says he says it all the time. So if yeah, he was a red devil, he yeah, he would have he would have shouted it from the rooftops. So it probably isn't him. Still, yeah, I don't think he is either. I, I think it's just happenstance. Mm-hmm. But it is funny nonetheless. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, oh, I felt so bad. I was like, damn it, why couldn't they kill Candle Vlogger or another one of the Dicky yeah, Dollar Scholars? There's a I, ton of them. I really definitely wanted them to keep Predatory Love or Sam. For a bit more. I like Candle Vlogger. Leave her alone. She's uh, coming up soon, though. Oh, yes. great. She has to. I'm going to keep her till the end. I See, but now that they kept her, I, I'm at this point where they might as well just fucking turn her into a big candle. I hope that that's what <laughs> they do. And they light her on fire or something. Yes. Make her happy, uh, like, right before she dies. No, get her, like, stuck in a room and just fill it up with wax and just- Stuck in the jar, like the wax room, the, the scary movie. Yeah, they're like totally that, gonna yeah. pull that now that you're House saying House of that. Wax. Yeah, she'll be the Paris Hilton character. Oh shit! Uh, I can I can rock with it. Yeah, <laughs> I like watching Paris die. I was a big fan of Paris at the time, but I loved watching her die. It, come on, <laughs> you know everybody watched that shitty movie because they're like, "Watch Paris die." I think that was one of even the ads when it was coming out. Watch her die. But I love Paris Hilton. It's funny to see that. And I paid to own it so I could watch her die multiple times. I just like Paris Hilton. It's pretty and, you know, she's dying. So it's like a (laughs) win-win. What do we think of her quote-unquote deathbed confession or not confession but realization? I knew it was you. I always knew. It makes me kind of want to go back to like the last episodes and think of like who the hell she... Yeah. Who did she suspect? Well, why didn't nobody ask who she suspected? Maybe did ha- did that happen? I, I thought no. for sure that she-, she mentioned before like who she thought the Red Devil was. That it could be this. Maybe so- it was her alibi. <gasps> Alibibibuddy. Alibibibuddy. They sound like some sort of fruit snack now that you take with your lunch. But in any case, there's nobody left anymore, which is why, like, Chanel had to um, hook up with the other Chanel. Like, I feel once you don't have a partner in this, once you don't have, like, anyone backing you up and you're by yourself, you die. So I'm kind of glad that Chanel number three and Chanel number five are uh, ganging up together because I like both of those characters a lot and I want them to stay alive. Yeah, I'm growing to really like Abigail Breslin as Chanel number five. Her reactions yeah, are like perfect. Her at first, and I love but... that Chanel just like vehemently 
attacks her with like the most insane stuff like nobody cares about you you know get the fuck out of here you know and your breast stinks and i'm like what the hell so it's fantastic so moving on into the rest of what's going on we have um, hester trying to make moves on chad and uh you know she's she's trying really hard to get all over chad radwell but um, basically he thinks that she's too crazy even though he feels that you know being with her would be the best ever you know being like you know space mountain levels of fun (laughs) but like that it really is true like that's what everybody thinks like the crazier the person is the better the sex is and hester's crazy as shit oh my god her hair is she's but you might wake up and find your dick in the jar it, oh yeah, that's what he's. Holy shit, I cracked up at that. Oh my god, his pickle in a pickle yeah. jar. Yeah, like you know, you'd probably be the greatest sex ever, but you're like a praying mantis. I might wake up with my dick in the jar. I'm set. <laughs> I definitely rocked out this time. So. <laughs> exactly. So Chanel comes in and saves him from Hester, and she goes all crazy behind Chanel's back, which was fantastic. And so there is when um, Chad uh, decides to to give it a shot with Chanel. And this is where Chanel gets the idea to stop playing Truth or Dare, no matter what everyone's trying to do, find the killer, and it's time to play Seven Minutes in Heaven. And she decides to go first with her boyfriend, Chad Radwell. And in the closet is where they decide on monogamy. monogamy. They, there's even a pinky swear and everything. <laughs> A pinky pledge. Pinky pledge. You know, because of course, uh, Chad loves that Chanel is gullible, and uh, her father's very rich. Gross rich. Yes, those are two things that he really loves. By the way, Lil shout out before that, give it a rest, Nancy Drew, and Emma Roberts played Nancy Drew. I was like, yay! You'd be a much better Nancy Drew than Grace is. That's too funny. (laughs) In any case, though, aww. I, I'm kind of glad that Chad and Chanel are now together. For the time being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She deserves it. And so after that, number five and Roger take to the closet next. And, uh, you know, we have uh, Roger and number five, you know, starting to hook up together. And, uh, you know, obviously Dodger passed away in the maze last week. And so, unfortunately... Poor, you know, Roger doesn't have anybody to to do his click language with. Uh, remember, two high clicks means, like, hello. Two low clicks means, uh, I want some ice cream. Unfortunately, we didn't learn. No, it was, dude, that ice cream was good. Oh, there three, you go. Three clicks was, uh, that ice cream was good. That's why there's three nail guns. Like, three things, like, shot in his head. Okay, there you go. Well, there were more than three. But yes, one of the Red Devils pops out and shoots him uh, first with three, and then it just he ended up looking like Pinhead. Yeah. Oh, God. I was, di- I was dying that, 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 that time. I, just, I was just like, oh, my God, poor Chanel. Her reaction shots are perfect. Yeah, and the weird or interesting or funny or confusing thing is that the killer leaves number five unharmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's terrorizing them. Like, he's picking them off one by one, and it makes you more scared. I think that's why he's doing it. I honestly don't think he's protecting Chanel number five in any way. I just think it makes it more fun to take take them out one by one. Maybe the second Red Devil has a crush on Chanel number five, like other Red Devil had a crush on Zayday. Well, I doubt it, because Boone is gay. Yeah. What about Pete? But you never know. Maybe Pete's just looking for tail. Well, there you go. So, at the same time as that's going on, Hester has discovered Sam's body in the tub. So, now we have total official body count at three. And when the gang reunites with number five, after some accusations and Chad Radwell poking um, predatory Les. Did anybody see that? (laughs) Yeah. He picked up, like, a poker or something and was, like, poking her body. Okay. It's fantastic. Uh, when they reunite with number five and the now deceased Roger in the closet, they discover a secret passage that must serve as the killer's entry point in and out of the house. And so everyone's like, let's go down. But Chad Radwell does not do cobwebs and spiders and that kind of thing. So uh, 
everyone stays there except for Chanel and Zayday. They decide to investigate, and it turns out to be an ornately designed Hall of Kappa Presidents past that uh, was uh, completed by uh, you know one a former Kappa sister, and you know there's popular presidents, people that banned music, and people that introduced cocaine into Kappa Kappa Tau. You know, great accomplishments like that. And as the co-presidents contemplate what their own legacies might be, bam, the Red Devil appears with two axes this time around because two axes are better than one. And Zayday trips, you know, she tries to flee, and but then all of a sudden, bam, she gets cornered by the Red Devil. She does all these different gymnastics routines, but finally the Red Devil has her stuck basically in a corner between both axes. But then Chanel comes back to her rescue, smashing a, a light fixture onto the Red Devil's head, and they escape into the night through a manhole. So before we pause, since there's only very little that happens next, uh, it's the following morning, or the following day, and all the adults are there, minus our homegirl, Denise Hemphill. And, uh, I know. And, uh, oh yeah, Gigi's not there either. And they're cleaning up the mess <laughs> and sort of figuring out, you know, what's going on. Uh, our candle girl uh, basically disses the police force of the town which was fantastic west pull tries to pull grace out of school you know finally we have a voice of reason but she's not having that you know she has to be there for her sisters zayday sticks up too, saying you know you're not gonna take her out of here candle vlogger comes by but uh, she wasn't really there to support her. she had just farted and <laughs> really bad one Carpet bombing the entire house. Yes. And upstairs, while all this is going on, Chanel number three and number five make a pact that they will outlive Chanel because they've lost their loves. You know, uh, number three lost Predatory Les, and number five lost not one, but two people that would like her, and two people that look exactly alike that like her. Roger and Dodger, or Roger or Dodger. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who knows? And speaking of Chanel, she's brought the entire house gifts, pink nunchucks, and or nunchuck, and uh, Kappas don't take crap from anyone anymore, she says, so they decide that they are going to find the Red Devil and make the Red Devil pay, but before that, how every Oakland uh, slumber party ends is a dance party, and apparently in Oakland, they dance to I Stop the World and Melt With You, uh, 80s New Wave. Who knew? Chanel number f- number three licks her nunchaku, and I was just like, "What the hell? What are you doing?" Last little background gag that I was that that, that no, I, I thought that was up funny at. too because she was like, "They're not food," and I'm like, "What? Why would any of them think they were like food?" They're all and bedazzled all- and shit. Like, why? And then again, like, these are the girls that eat packing peanuts and like cotton balls. Like, to them, like stuff that is just probably food and laxative because all in the refrigerator is laxatives and fucking watermelon. Friggin' wine coolers. Yes. Uh, such a college thing. So, uh, are we gonna drop a 40 or, you know, spill a little bit of a 40 for our homie Roger? No? Aww. Uh, I wish he died. And his click language. I wish he would have died with Dodger. I like that he died here because, like, then we get, like, a whole Hellraiser thing going on, like, with all the Mm -hmm. pins over his head i liked that if we get a variation of deaths it's funnier it's better there was only one person that died all freezing and weird in the shining so in this one to have him be another like an homage to another scary movie i liked split him up kill him i like it makes for a more interesting <laughs> show <laughs> any other final thoughts on the episode as a whole three deaths everybody Right yes. after the episode aired, um, they had a Niecy Nash dishes 15 set secrets you didn't know about the cast of Scream Queens. And there was something a little interesting about um, uh, the whole Chad talk with like, yeah, like I screwed like uh, Denise Hemphill. Apparently they had like, they, they improv a lot and they, uh, they, had, they filmed a sex scene together that never made it into the show. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> well it might still you never know flashback that's true right. but like, oh my god they... now i want to buy like the dvd just to see like how fucking funny they would make that awkward is sexy probably ever <laughs> like 
he probably, well, because she even said he was awesome, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd probably be the most awkward, like, sex scene ever. But, uh, Nisi wasn't in this episode, but, like, she had a little behind the scenes in Fox, and she gave a whole bunch of, like, she spilled a whole bunch of tea. Like, it, it, it was interesting. Enough, but it's all behind the set stuff, so nothing spoilery. It's just uh, stuff that they do behind the set and, like, on takes and stuff. It was it was cute. And honestly, I think I, I like that they were able to still keep it funny without having Nisi Nash because I thought she was all the humor at some at, at a point. So uh-uh. no, it's, like they all have their moments, but when it really comes down to it, I feel like she owns the humor. Like you know, when you see her, it's gonna be funny. And if you see her in every episode, you're like, oh, okay, I'm guaranteed a laugh at least with Nisi Nash. But they were able to, you know, still deliver the comedy. That's how I feel with her with her and Chad. Like, if any of them are in the episode for, like, more than just one line, it makes me happy. If it's just, like, a Grace and Pete episode, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Let, me put, let me put, like, my alarm on just so it wakes me up. Oh, poor Grace. Yeah, no, but they are kind of lame. Like, they could spice it up a bit. But I feel like that's the type of characters that that girl Grace played. The, the, the girl playing Grace gets... Like she gets those like homely. I like her and Zayday. I think they have good chemistry. Maybe more yeah. they have her the and chemistry, Pete. But I feel like it's more based off of off of Zayday. I feel like Zayday's a stronger character than Grace. Yeah, Grace like, lit- like she's like the milk of people. Like she's just very plain. There's like nothing to her taste wise. But you add her into everything because she needs to be there. She's the main character, but that's it. Pretty like much. she's really boring. Yeah, pretty much. Just because she's the main character, you start have to using that. She is the <laughs> milk of people. She's the. She's like the wallflower. If you put them all in the room, you're like, oh, Grace like falls in the shadows. She's like, you're like, oh, where's Chanel number three? Like you, you specifically look for certain characters, and Grace isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. She is. Ain't nobody the looking sh- for you, Grace. Ain't nobody looking for you. You ain't nothing, boo boo. Not even the red devil gives a shit. <laughs> Right, he hasn't even chased your whack ass. He went after Zayday before he went. Went after Zayday twice before he even chased after you once. Which again makes me think the dean promised that she wouldn't get hurt, and her dad's really overprotective of her. There has to be a reason why Grace hasn't been knocked off. No, because Gigi is in charge of the Red Devils, and she's fucking Grace's dad. That's true. Which means, nah, I get that. Shout out to Gigi. Shout out to Gigi's pussy saving Grace's life. Yes. <laughs> Good Power grief. of the pussy. Power of the pussy. Power of the P-U-S-S-Y, yes. <laughs> okay, so let's move into our campus superlatives. And this time around, I want to do things a little bit differently because there was a sneak peek in the trailer, or the promo, I should say, for the next episode. We're going to have a funeral. There's a pink casket, so obviously it has to be a Chanel. Who do we think is in the casket? Is it some, is it a Chanel that's already died? Or are we at a funeral for another Chanel? Because we do see OG Chanel, Chanel Oberlin, lean into the casket and say basically something like, you got what you deserved, or this is for you trying to betray me, or something like that. So who do we think is in the casket. I want to hear your theories. Who it is and why do you think they're in there? Um, I'm going to go with Chanel number five, but she's not dead. That's why Chanel spoke into the coffin because Chanel's not going to try to lose any more bodies and she's not going to let nobody die on her watch. So I think it's more of like a lesson to learn. Like, bitch, don't cross me again. I think they're finally interring Chanel number two, and that's why, like, they have like, the fluffy pink coffin. Because you know, predatory Les doesn't want like something like that. So I'm thinking it's Chanel number two, actually. And I caught yeah. the hint of a like a like her giant ass ponytail, so it might be her. I was going with Chanel number two as well, just because it would you know it wouldn't make sense to knock anybody else off and then have a funeral all in the exact same episode. And like I said, I didn't see, like she said, I didn't see anybody from this episode that would really fit the pink coffin and all the other stuff. So I'm going with Chanel number two as well. Yeah, I think I am going to agree with the majority. I think it's Chanel number two. And I think once I read uh, the, the actual synopsis of the episode, 
well, it may, maybe it might make sense because I think she's gonna find uh, Chanel is gonna find something out about uh, Chanel number two, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what leads her oh, to say what she says. Dad. Or something like that. It could be something like that, or, or maybe even something worse. So, while we're discussing spoilers, actually jump into our spoiler section. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Scream Queens. This but is an official. You don't want to hear. Exactly. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Scream Queens will be taking a break from airing there will not be a new episode on tuesday the 27th because of the world series so as of right now it's tentatively scheduled to return on november 3rd so obviously we will not have a new episode next week either because we won't have an episode to cover so the episode that will air on november 3rd is titled beware of young girls and there is an official synopsis for the episode And here it is. Dean Munch confronts her past on an all-new Scream Queens. Dean Munch is left in a desperate situation when a shocking event leads her to come face-to-face with her ex-husband's mistress. Meanwhile, in an attempt to determine who the Red Devil is, the Kappas use a Ouija board to communicate with Chanel Number 2 from beyond the grave and learn of a wicked plot against one of their own. Hmm. I knew th- I knew about the the ex-husband's like uh piece on the side because I'd seen casting scoops of that before. So, I'm I, I'm pleased at who they picked as the uh, the young woman that Munch's husband left her for. Yeah, as far as the guest cast, besides our usual players, uh, Chanel Number 2 obviously is returning. We're going to meet uh, the mistress. Her name is Feather McCarthy. We're going to meet uh, Munch's ex-husband, Stephen Munch. Our candle girl, Jennifer, is back, as well as Detective Chisholm, who uh, got read for filth by candle girl. Hope she Maybe he comes back for more. Time. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty much all that we know that's upcoming. I do have uh, ratings information. Scream Queens was viewed by 2.6 million total viewers with 1.0 in the key demographic of 18 to 49. And uh, it went up in audience and uh, steady in the demo. Nice. I'm glad. It needs yes. to stay on. It like it needs a second season. I want to see another Scream Queen like enter I the do. fray. I do. I want. I do too. Sarah but I think Michelle this should Geller. have been an FX show. This should have been an FX show from the beginning. I think, quite honestly, FX. When you're there, you get a whole bunch of like, con- like you, you control it. You can put a ton of like fucking shit there. That's like more. I don't know, more violent and like more sexualized. And that's fun, but sometimes it's cool to see something controlled, to see something that like you have to figure a way to say stuff like a group of slits. Yeah. And like, no, exactly. So I like the fact that it's in Fox. I yeah, agree I with do. that. I love how they have. But for this type of show, for it to be a hit, if it received these numbers on FX, it would be a hiss, and it would be guaranteed to come back for a second season. Because it's on Fox, and it's on a broadcast network, where the standards of ratings are on a much different scale, on basic cable, the numbers can be very low, but as long as they're consistent, that will uh, sort of uh, be the key to its renewal on uh, broadcast uh, networks you know you kind of have to have really good uh, 18 to 49 demo for it to be renewed and i don't know right now if they would renew it sometimes they do renew low rated shows if it's critically acclaimed if it's got a strong fan base i know that it does seem to do pretty well when uh, live plus dvr ratings are factored in but is it enough for it to get renewed i mean i don't know i guess they're gonna have to speak with ryan murphy see what he pitches to them see which big stars they can get and that kind of thing yeah but it's unfortunate that the numbers aren't phenomenal for Fox. If it was on FX, the numbers would be fantastic, you know? How much is how how much was it again? Was it like a point nine or it's a one point zero in the key demographic, which oh, uh a one point is fine. To, 
Well, it depends. Uh, it depends. Uh, if you want to compare it to other network shows that are on opposite of it, as far as hour-long dramas, it is the lowest. <gasps> Crap. Yeah, because comparing it to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it got a 1.5. NCIS over... Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC. NCIS over on CBS, 2.2. Also on CBS, NCIS, New Orleans, 1.6. Limitless, 1.4. Also on CBS, on the CW. We have Flash with 1.4. iZombie with 0.5. So it's beating iZombie. It's, yeah, it's losing to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. CW keeps everything. Like, you, you don't even have to, like, compete it against anything saying. else. Like, I'm the like, CW keeps the, the useless shows sometimes. Well, no, sometimes it cancels the ones that do really bad. And over on NBC, the only hour-long drama that they have is Chicago Fire at 10 p.m., which is uh, 1.6. So out of the hour-long dramas, it is the lowest of uh, the night. It's not the lowest show. Let me see. What else? The Grinder on Fox, which is right before (laughs) Scream Queens, has a 0.9. So that one's probably not going to make it too long. I think it's because they have, like, a shit thing like a, a shit lineup like where it's supposed to be like it's really hard to compete with it's because you Zombie have ratchet shield like it's it's just a different feel for the show like everybody that's in that demographic is already watching stuff that has been continued scream Queen, yeah like the new that's why this should be on fx because this should be a 10 o'clock show well see the issue i can tell you right now is like you have other shows like ratchet shit that i can tell you right now that most of the youth demographic are watching like bad girls club that moved from eight to nine which would conflict with scream queens but what the great thing is bad girls club ended and scream queen is still going on plus ariana grande is kind of coming back which will bring a couple of her fans on and then nick jonas will be back which will bring a couple of his fans back on so hopefully with that all going on shit should go pretty well yeah Ryan we'll Murphy see. has a pretty good rapport with Fox. I'm pretty sure they they're like guaranteeing him like, hey, if this goes like mildly well, we'll let you have another season. Yeah, and I don't think they're <laughs> not gonna finish off the season at least. So it's not like how some shows they'll just pull it off the air. They reordered so, yeah. though. Like it it used to be eight episodes, and they've uh, ordered up until fifteen episodes. So no, it's always been fifteen episodes. Really? Yeah. It was always been a. It's always been a fifteen episode season. Okay, damn. We're on episode what? We're They're going to episode... be fifteen episodes of uh, Scream Queens. No, We're almost no, halfway epi- through the season. Oh, okay, okay. We're on episode six. All right. Oh damn. Well then. Yeah. So hopefully, Dude, like I said, what a lot of shows go. Some of the shows are you know going on breaks and taking pauses already. That might help. Um, and then, you know, with the guest stars coming back, you know, maybe when they're promoting for their fans because, you know, they're, you know, scheduled to promote when they're back on. That might help. Yeah, I hope so. More Nisi Nash, more Nick Jonas, more Ariana Grande. Right. Like more bigger names because Abigail Breslin, yeah, she's a big name if you know Little Miss Sunshine. If not, then she's nobody. Yeah. Wow. And so is the rest of the cast. Oh, except for Kiki Palmer. That bitch is stacked. That bitch well, is layered. The black community loves that woman. She needs to release her new single right now. Well, Tavi, Tavi Devinson's coming as Feather McCarthy. So, like, a lot of people follow Tavi. Since, oh, yeah. Uh, since Style Rookie. So, I'm looking forward to that. You, right. They might draw more people in. Right? And I'm like I said, next season, let's get Sarah Michelle Gellar. We'll be good. <sighs> yes. Buffy. Come back. Or... The ring, if you want to take it that way. But I'd rather see it as Buffy. <laughs> yes. So on that note, uh, remember, we'll be taking a break next week. So join us in two weeks for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcast please like us on facebook by going to facebook.com slash pcr are you afraid you can also like poppy chulo radio the station on facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppy chulo radio you can email us with any questions suggestions comments or concerns at contact at poppy chulo radio.com co-hosts can you please wish the listeners a good night, good night. we're gonna good have night. the whole Remember, times a charm <laughs> 
And if we're gonna you have see that red, random dance now at the very end. Right. And if you see red, you're most likely dead. <laughs> Exactly. A small note for those out there that might want to catch up with Scream Queens, the actual show. FX will be airing a Scream Queens Halloween marathon featuring the first six episodes of its freshman season on Saturday, October 31st from 6 p.m. to midnight. So enjoy that on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. And uh, join us on Sunday, November 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Scream Queens. Good night, everyone. Happy Halloween. Deuces.